Hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John, John and Ann's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. All right. Hi, I was driving a car. No one can see you. I what? don't know if you know that. I don't know how many of these episodes you've watched, but I edit titles over the song. So your dances that you've been doing this whole time have largely been for no one. I don't think I can do this. Okay. I understand. So nobody saw my little dances, my little runs. Sometimes I run. Or I do dance. I do. No. I do no. Well, I did. I saw it. Kathy saw it. What's well, the cat? Our director, Kathy. Our director, Kathy, the cat. Uh, welcome back to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, everybody. Um, it's a dark time in wrestling, but we're gonna power forward. It's a dark time, but there's a brightness at the end potentially. I think sometimes you know this this could lead to a lot of brightness eventually. I'm like Triple H. I, I didn't do the same exact <laughs> joke I did last week or two weeks ago. I'm like Triple H. I focus on the positive, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't bother myself with lawsuits I may or may not be, you know, yeah. that may or may not affect my job or life. No, I mean, honestly, honestly, John, the WWE is in shambles. Yeah. I mean, we saw evidence of that this week at this press conference they tried to put on, tried it well, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on it. It definitely wasn't a press conference. They called it a press event. Mm -hmm. Very WWE, actually, where they just make up, like, a new term for it so they don't have to, like, actually do the thing that, like, you know, they, they paint it as something, but then they call it a different thing so they yeah. can change it and do whatever they want. And the first, like, half of this thing was just junk. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just, like, I mean, no offense to Bianca Belair and... It happened to be all women's stuff, actually. But uh, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Becky Lynch. Uh, but it just was Bianca Belair went out there and just did, like, uh, a John Cena promo. You know, she's a very company person, which is, makes sense. She's good at that. So I, I understand why you want her to be the face. And she's professional. And she is not involved in any of the drama. So she can just be yeah company person. And then Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch did a great promo to hype up... Uh, Nia Jax and Nia Jax and uh, Rhea Ripley. That was really funny. Cat's here. She wants. Sometimes she likes to be on camera. Okay, the cat's here. You don't edit titles over the cat, right? People can see the cat. People can always see the cat when okay. she chooses to be in frame. But what you were saying, I, you, was saying I think you were just running through the order of things. I was, but okay. it was just funny because uh, Rhea Ripley came out and she was like, uh, you know, at, at WrestleMania, I'm gonna fight the winner of the Elimination Chamber. But then she was like, I have to first I have to fight Nia Jax. And then who comes out? Not Nia Jax, Becky Lynch comes out and they have a face off and it's like, way to hype that Nia Jax match. That's really I'm really excited. Pretty sure Nia's got a big chance. Yeah. And that but who knows? You know, they well, could always swerve you know, us. It's always, always fun to remind us. us of a match that we've wanted to see for years. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, that they're not gonna do. So that's fun. It would be really funny if they don't. I mean they could, you know, who I knows? Mean, Jade Cargill could get the title shot. They've been teasing this match for I mean, two years. Almost basically the whole time you've been watching. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but then the uh, 
the, the main event part of it, I actually really enjoyed. You know, there's guilt because obviously we don't want to get distracted from the horrible, horrible lawsuit plus, you know, all of the deep, deep, deep toxicity. Well, this is what I mean, John. This company is an absolute shambles. They're trying... They're trying to distract us with a with a fancy press event, and they can't even keep it together through that. They're fighting each other. Oh wow! They They're are slapping shambles, each right. other. There's guys coming out who aren't supposed to be coming out. They're picking guy other guys they're not supposed to be picking, and then they're saying bad things about the Rock's family tree that he made. That's tree. A tree. That's he tree. Made a, he made a tree. <laughs> he made a whole tree. He did a whole graphic design project. This big tree that Trinity was on. Oh yeah. I saw Trinity's name up there. I want to show something to everybody. This is something I made in Adobe, uh, <laughs> whatever the the Adobe uh, Photoshop. Photoshop. I made it. <laughs> I made Il- it there. Illustrator, probably. Yeah, I made it there. Uh, oh, I took you a know class. How, you know how to use Illustrator? A little bit. The Rock. The Rock took a graphic design course. The Rock says, "You click here, and then you add, you insert, you have to import, and then you export the image, and it looks good." I found a, tr- a picture of a tree on Google Image Search, but then I like put a <laughs> thing over it so it's an original version. No, he probably asked AI. Oh, you he did. You know the AI? People ask AI to do that stuff now. Yeah, that's true. He probably did AI. That's why the tree had like eight fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the tree's fingers are really messed up. Yeah. Uh, but but they, yeah, this is what I mean. Like, like The Rock is trying to give a presentation about his family tree. It's true. We were all very interested in it. Mm-hmm. I love genealogy. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the crowd turns on him. For no reason. This guy, he's done nothing. Those idiots. Those stupid crybabies. Those crybabies. They turned on the fabulous rock. I know the fabulous man. If I was watching uh, NWA Starcade '86 this week, mm-hmm. and that is a hundred percent what they would have called him. And that the fabulous <laughs> rock. Everybody had a little weird nickname. Also, something some funny thing about NWA in the '80s. Everybody would call themselves the world's whatever champion, mm-hmm. no matter what title it was. They'd be like, "I am the NWA world's." national champion <laughs> and it was just very funny i mean i guess you could say that it's they were all coked up and, and so yeah they were very excited allegedly allegedly excited i'm sure buddy landell was very sober um yeah but now uh now it looks like the the ma- the main event match from wrestlemania is going to change maybe per, and it's per like chance, people perhaps. need to buy tickets We've got to get this figured out. That's true. How big a mess mess can you make that you don't even know what your main event for WrestleMania is going to be? Sir, we have less than like two months. Hello. Hello. Phone call for WWE management. Tell them I'll call them back. Fill out the spreadsheet with the (laughs) matches. Excuse me. Hi, just pinging you. Friendly reminder. Did you get the facts? Somebody assigned the the thing on the the cell on the spreadsheet. Have everybody the fill out the doodle. Yeah. Uh, Triple H, poor guy, you know, really beside himself. That was out of line with the rock. Well, this did. just goes to show Triple H can't run an ice cream truck. Wow. I mean, who are you, CM Punk? <laughs> did he actually say that? No, he said a Target. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, See, uh, Triple H. 
couldn't run an ice cream truck that comes with a guy who runs it. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, like if he bought the truck and it came with a little old man who'd had that truck for like 60 years and knew all the ins and outs of having the truck, he couldn't do it. That is (laughs) kind of what Elon Musk did to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) They had a little guy. They had a bunch of little guys in there that knew how to run it. And he was like, no. It's true. I'm going to change the name to one letter. You know, I, I just think I just think everyone at the WWE should have more respect for the rock he's a board member he is he can do and if you heard he can him do he said, whatever he wants he now. said you can do whatever the f he wants yeah he can Multiple do whatever times the and then f. seth rollins was saying I, you can't do whatever the f you want that's part of being on the board of a company that's what cody had that chance yeah he could have exactly. done that and he left he could you know and now that's what happens now he's trying to like earn it or whatever no no i like this is the thing about this storyline that is hard for me to swallow is I really truly in my heart do not believe they will ever, ever give Cody that championship. And I think they will go so far out of their way to not give him that championship that to get excited about this, I feel like is a losing game. That is my, almost my entire adult life. I was going to say adult life, but part of my (laughs) child life as well. But most of my, more than half my life has been being disappointed. Most of my mortal life. Yeah, I, let me tell you again, the John Cena era of WWE was exclusively that. It was like you having some level of false hope for, for no reason because there was never any evidence that it would ever pay off. And you're like, maybe this time. Does Cena need to be champion again? He did, as it turns out. He, mm-hmm. he, he did need it again. He did. Um, he did. He, he did. He really needed he, it. He, um, yeah. He you know, really, that guy, got, really he goes through a lot. He has a rough time. He does. It's like, what, it's the least he can do. Just let it him is. be. Let him be the champ. That J- Johnny really needs it. Johnny really. He's in a bad place. John Chin. And John Chin. That is what Santino Morelli used to call him. Mm. Uh, fake Italian guy from Canada. Santino Marella. Now the director of operations or whatever he is in TNA. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, but yeah, so. It was so an what, interesting. What is the WrestleMania main event, John? What do you think it's going to be? Well, they, it's on SmackDown. They said it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship. Really? Triple H said it, and he said if, and it doesn't matter if you don't like that, because he said The Rock was out of line. So. Which The Rock, you know. Do you think Triple H and The Rock are going to fight at WrestleMania? Well, Triple H or control will, the company. Hopefully, I mean not because he's that like pacemaker now. So I don't think that tri- I would be. No, un- if, without the pacemaker, 100%. Would, <laughs> there's no chance that it wouldn't be Triple H versus The Rock. Um, and somehow Cody would still lose even not being in the match. But uh, but now, I feel like hopefully Triple H would know better than to potentially risk having a legitimate heart attack. I mean, I don't well, know. He's still pretty jacked. So obviously, he can like work out and stuff. But wrestling is very is a lot. And Triple H, yeah. if he wrestles at WrestleMania, he loves doing it for like 15 minutes longer than he needs to be. But yeah, I uh, I feel like it's gonna be good. You know, I feel like it's gonna be good. Uh, gonna be a good show. Uh, but that's what they said it was. You know, you know, poor Bailey's over here. She didn't. She didn't do nothing. You know, she's just like she has her her story going. Well, Bailey and, and Dakota Kai are friends again. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I see. You're fast forwarding through the yeah, fast forwarding the women's stuff on yeah on SmackDown, and then you just like yeah. Um, Dakota Kai. Yeah, Dakota Kai. Now uh, she declared, you know, she and Bailey made up. 
She oh, saved Bailey. Good. She hit her, she hit other people with chairs. Oh, she did the thing where you think you're, she's going to hit you with a chair, but then she hits the people who are like attacking you oh, with chairs. Good. I have to watch uh. it because I have to make sure that she... Uh, I have to see if she... Because I'm pretty sure she probably didn't do that thing where you like tease or are you going to hit one or the other because I feel like you just aim on the person that you're not going to hit. Mm-hmm. Like lock in on them. So then when you turn and do it, that's like what... You know, John Stewart did it the 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 bad way, where he's like, "Who's he gonna hit?" It's like John Stewart. We assume that you're in there to help the baby face. So if you're gonna hit the baby face, ignore the baby face. Mm-hmm. You know, just focus on the heel, so it's more shocking when you do turn. But if you do the thing, it's like, well, now I know you're probably gonna. Big notes for John Stewart, who's I returning mean, to the airwaves tonight. Tonight? No, so it's tonight. It's well, it'll be. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday night. My fellow Daily so, Show uh, co-star. John Stewart. Yeah. We both have been on The Daily Show. That is a true thing. Yeah. <laughs> that we can say. He and I are equal parts of The Daily Show's success. Mm-hmm. We 100%, I, you know, I'm a, a, a foundational. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Bailey's over here doing her story. You know, she's not involved <laughs> in any of this nonsense. You know, she's doing, she's doing great. She's just doing, she's doing it the right way. She's doing business the right way. She is. She is. Uh, and you know, she's keeping her head down, remembering, remembering her love for it. She is, and, you know, doing that classic wrestler stuff. So, but you know, lucky for her, she doesn't work somewhere like a uh, new Japan, uh, pro wrestling. Well, good. Yeah. Good for her. Cause they probably wouldn't let her wrestle cause they don't really ever have, uh, women's matches on there. I was just trying to segue. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to add something quick to the, uh, to the, to the thing here. Well, why don't you just say it? Well, oh. It's in a different section. Oh, my God. But so here's the thing. New, uh, New Japan is really going through. So I watched some New Japan, right? They had a big, the New Beginning in Osaka, mm-hmm. one of the big shows from their New Beginning tour. Uh, and some really great stuff. New Japan is losing. They Last year, they lost Jay White, who was one of their top foreign stars. And uh, they lost some um, some other people, but this year they're losing Will Osprey, Kazuchika Okada. Those are like two of their absolute biggest biggest stars, um, and others. And they've oh they lost Aussie Open mm-hmm. to AEW, and so they're losing a lot of people to AEW. It seems like Okada's probably going to AEW. Will Osprey is definitely going to AEW. So the the field is wide, and then Tanahashi is older. Tanahashi and Naito aren't that old. They're only in their 40s, but it's just that they are very physically wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some guys in there, like Ishii's older well, being than both in your of them. 40s as a wrestler is pretty big. Yeah, deal. Ishii's like, almost, he's, he's like 48 and he's crushing it still. It's just, a lot of it is just, it depends on the, it's the luck of the draw. I mean, Naito's mm-hmm. just had so many. He's only like 41 and he's had mm-hmm. like just so many really bad injuries. He's going to be like blind in one eye or have like double vision for the rest of his life. Oh my um, gosh. So a lot of their top stars are gone and it's crazy because I can't remember another time when like this many, it truly would have been like if Austin and the rock both left WWF during the attitude era and like, we're, we're God, like it was it's that level of stars for them that they're losing. And I mean, that kind of did happen at one point. They didn't leave necessarily, but they were both, yeah, they, they were retired. Um, and I just, it, it's crazy. We'll see if they can get through it. I think that they will, because I'm excited uh, about the future. They've been building some some newer guys. Shota Umino, Yoda Suji, uh, Ren Narita is, is this new heel thing that he's doing. And I think a lot of these guys are going to, Yoyo Uomura, former tag team partner of uh, Joe Hendry. Uh, I think they're really going to be 
they're gonna make it. They're gonna make it. I think they just have to stop trusting AEW. AEW <laughs> keeps stealing. He does keep stealing all of their big people. I mean, I get it, but oh, well, I don't know. CML, I think they're gonna CMLL, do well. take note. I know. <laughs> do you think you, I, if Tony Tony Khan definitely would sign Mystico if he could at yeah. least, and then. Uh, probably. I mean, Hicero. Hicero has been do- killing it on it. I also like this f- feud with. I don't know. I'll just segue into the next stuff. I like this feud with the CMLL versus Blackpool Combat Club and AEW because everyone is a heel. No mm-hmm. one is nice in this. Everybody's yeah. just like attacking each other from behind. They're all <laughs> cheating. They're all like vicious and being dicks to each other. So I kind of love it. Yeah. The only one who's like a babyface is Matt Seidel. That's the only one who seems like. And I guess Mystico. Yeah, Mystico is the pa- he's got the power of the Lord. That's true. No other wrestler so. has that. No other he, he, God is not on the side of other wrestlers. God is only on Mystico's side. That's right. God yeah. promised. Mm-hmm. He's like Mystico. I got you. Pretty much. You're my guy. Yeah. Um. But speaking of AEW being greedy and stealing New Japan stars. Mercedes Monet watch. Oh boy. Remember her? Yeah. We used to for a long time, not long time. For like a year. We truly we started like doing a thing randomly called Sasha Banks watch. Yeah. And then she just by chance became like the hottest story to follow in wrestling because she and Naomi left WWE suddenly mm-hmm. and it was like this whole thing and we haven't really been doing because she's been injured for most of the year uh so now the return of Mercedes Monet watch yeah um I think it's I think it's happening big business sure. big business AEW big business it's either in it's either boss Mer- town in boss town I almost said boss town New York <laughs> It's Massachusetts. It says Boss Town on the poster. And it's big it's got her big sunglasses. It would really be funny if it's just big shit. Paul White is gonna debut as a as a corporate sellout heel called Big Business. That probably is the backup plan if something I would goes love wrong. It. Yeah, Paul White's always there for your backup plan if you want, uh if you need him. Um but it's it's gonna be but as you pointed out, it could also be Okada. I mean it's gotta be Mercedes at this point. You know, she's ready to I come mean, back. I mean they literally put Boss Town with the two S's that are dollar signs on the artwork. Yeah, Okada likes he's got he's had bosses. Yeah, but she has a literally a ring that looks like that. I'm sure he's more, he's married. You know, I want a ring. No, the you know the 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 big letter rings she wears. Yeah, yeah. She has legit boss. Uh, like she has the two. And yeah, I'm sure Okada could borrow those. The, I. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm it's probably Okada. Stinker. It's probably just Okada. No, I'm saying he could be. It's Mercedes. Is the obvious one, but it could, as you pointed out. Yeah. Well, I didn't point it out. I just saw it on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Then whoever on X. my reporting work. Said that. Uh, It could also be Okada because he's money themed as well. Mm. And the rumor, the scuttlebutt, this isn't, oh, this isn't shooting range, but the scuttlebutt is that he is going to AEW. He's decided on AEW. He talks to WWE. He's going to AEW. I think right now is a time when you're watching WWE where you're like, maybe not at the, maybe not right now. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to see how this really horrific lawsuit that could legitimately kill the company (laughs) plays out. And also just is like a weird time to choose to go there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So he's going to AEW. It seems like, which part of me actually kind of did want him to go to WWE just because it would have been 
very different from New Japan for him. Mm-hmm. But AEW is still going to be great. But yeah, Mercedes coming in. And I think that also brings me into like, so, uh, they're focusing on women's talent, women's stories. Yeah. They I almost didn't want to mention it. Mariah May. I almost didn't want to mention it because I didn't want to jinx. I didn't want to be like, they're doing so much better than they were. And then be like, oh yeah. They did put the two women's matches on collision this week next to each other. So they got them both. But it was because yeah. they wanted Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm to and like dude, interact. This week on ROH, there were like four women's matches. ROH has like kind of always pretty heavily featured women's yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of cool women's wrestling on ROH. I enjoyed it this week a lot. Yeah, Nyla Rose is down there doing stuff. Yeah. And they have a new title coming out too. The women's TV title. Yeah, the only title i'm really aware of at roh after watching an episode of it are the women's titles so yeah well because eddie, eddie kingston is like not yeah <laughs> on roh really uh kyle fletcher i also fast forwarded is- through a lot of the boys matches not because i was trying to be mean but because i had specific things i wanted to see and they were all the boys matches were largely squash matches it was like ethan page squashing That's a guy kind of what ROH like, is. Yeah. i did watch the main event though which was which was get this commander um, Willie Mack, Jack Cartwheel, and A.R. Fox. Wow. A four-way or a tag match? It was a four-way. Was it four or something? Like a title shot or something? Uh, I think it was maybe. Maybe a TV title shot or something? Maybe. Or maybe. I don't know. I just watched it because I was like, oh, this is a big, a uh, lot of guys I know. That's great. Jack Cartwheel. Guys I know. Jack yeah. Cartwheel just got a GCW World title shot against uh, All Farts Blake Christian. Yeah, guess who won? Credit to that teenager at GCW. That? Do you want to guess who won it? The the ROH match? Yeah. So it was Jack Cartwheel, AR Fox, Willie Mack, mm-hmm. and Commander? Mm-hmm. Commander? He did. Mm-hmm. Commander, Commander gets to, like, because he's on TV a lot, and he loses, like, most of the big matches, but he gets to, he wins a lot of stuff like that, mm-hmm. especially for, like, title shots. Commander's doing, they're doing a good job with him. I know he loses a lot, but he's also, like, it is kind of that thing where he's losing to get over. Yeah. And he's like, he's the most consistent luchador that they've like signed. Cause they've had like Vikingo has been great, but you know, he's really bandito is awesome. But bandito got hurt immediately. And there are other guys that like got hurt immediately or gravity kind of is, I think he's back in ROH cause gravity he is, is gravity cool, was on this show. Gravity's yeah. cool. But then I saw him like at a tag match on collision a couple months ago where he botched almost literally every single thing he did. And it was oh, just no. like, maybe gravity needs, a little bit more uh, yeah. seasoning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, gravity just doesn't make sense yet, you know? It's like... I do like the whole where he's <laughs> slowly... I, do, I, I just like the idea of criticizing gravity as a force. Oh, yeah. That's, it was also funny when Tony Khan debuted him because he was like, you know, you guys like Bandito? Well, we've got Bandito's brother, Gravity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now gravity is, uh, you know... I almost said Wayne Newton. Who was the Isaac Newton? Is that the Gravity guy? Yeah, with the apple. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Newton is a singer, singer mm-hmm. in Vegas Vacation. It's where he debuted, uh, yeah. alongside Beverly D'Angelo. Crazy that Wayne Newton's had all those hits in just uh, since 1997. He didn't do anything before that. I can't even think of a Wayne Newton hit right Dunk-a-shame. now. shame. Oh, that's Wayne Newton? That's Wayne Newton, yeah. He's very old. Oh. Um, I don't know any other Wayne Newton songs, but I know that one. I didn't know that was Wayne Newton. No, he's uh, yeah, he's a good he's a good one. He knows one little phrase in German. Who, who else does? Uh, Frank Sinatra couldn't speak German. I can guarantee you that. 
How can you guarantee that? Because <laughs> he's dead and he can't refute that. So unless we find somebody who knew him. I thought you were going to say because he's dead and dead people can't say anything. Oh, that's smarter. <laughs> that is much smarter. All right. So, that's but anyway. Much darker. Anyway, back to the AEW women's division. They've been doing a much better job with this. Tony Storm yes. has been maybe the catalyst for it because she's been like a bulletproof on these funny promos and just mm-hmm. like absolutely killing it. Uh, and they've been booking, they had two, they've always got like two women's matches and like a segment. Um, and she's, they've been getting a lot of focus. Tony Storm is great. Deanna Perrazzo is great. Uh, I'm glad she's there, but like sky blue, Julia Hart is over as hell. And Chris Statlander has been, I like her team up with Willow. Oh yeah. And, that's so Stooley, funny. Little oh, Stooley. And actually on, uh, Rampage, she had, a uh, Willow and, and Stooley, they, Stokely Hathaway, they, they hugged. Yeah, so I heard they're getting now. along better. Yeah, yeah that's and good. And the outcasts, or not the outcasts. Yeah, the outcasts. Yeah, they beat the outcasts. The outcasts broke up, though. Ruby Soho finally put Soraya in her place. She oh, got wow. off the apron. She did that thing where she was waiting for the tag and then got off the apron. Oh, God. And then she knocked out Harley Cameron. Wow, and so she's Ruby. finally, so the, the outcasts implode. Outcasts. So I think they should do, see, this is what I want. They, they're doing more matches. More focus on women's stories, which is great, and they're si- they're fo- they're prioritizing signing. But I know they're signing Okada, but like most of the big signings they've done recently were yeah. like, I, I mean, Queen Aminata has been getting a lot of focus. Yeah. Megan Bain is coming in. They signed mm-hmm. Diana Perrazzo. They're signed uh, Mercedes, or supposedly, yeah. uh, and they've signed they signed somebody else recently too. Mariah May was a big mm-hmm. person, so they're focusing on this, uh, and I think it's really good. But I also want to make sure that we keep focusing on these stories. Soraya and Ruby Soho is great for Rampage, but I say put it on Revolution, so you can have a TBS title match, a Women's World title match, and even if they did only have two matches on the pay per view for the women's division, I like the idea of one of them just not being for a championship because a lot of time women's wrestlers get pigeonholed. Yeah. into just having the title matches because it's like, well, we get the title. So they never get to do anything else. That was a great thing about SmackDown, 2016 SmackDown, <laughs> uh, where that was, um, they had, so they, it was booked very well and they had like less matches on each pay-per-view, but they would have like two women's matches out of like six on every pay-per-view and they would be like a women's title match, but then also just like Nikki Bella versus whoever she was feuding with. I can't remember, but it was just like this no DQ match just because they were having a feud. Mm-hmm. And it seems so simple, but it's just like women's wrestling doesn't often doesn't get that no. outside of like GCW or places where, you know, it's all intergender stuff. Yeah. Or a, a, an all women's promotion. So we're like excited Stardom. for Mercedes Monet. Yeah, we are excited for Mercedes Monet. But to come back. We can't wait Monet. For, to get Monet. Monet. Um, should and we do I, the shooting range? Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. pew. There's actually a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about here. Um we might as well yeah. transition straight from women's wrestling that Rossi Ogawa from stardom, the founder and then like the head booker of stardom is fired from stardom. Yeah. Not for salacious reasons, but he was apparently, they said that he was like poaching talent for another promotion. Um, Tony Khan was very convinced that he was like a mole for WWE. Oh, and, but apparently it's like creative differences. I don't know. I, he thinks they were like funneling. He, he, Tony was under the impression that Rossi was preventing him from booking stardom talent, but I think it was really more just that he was the, the dates weren't lining up. I don't I know. We'll see. see. Um, but it, but it's, it's a big in the nineties or the late nineties, early two thousands. And this has happened, I think in a couple of promotions. And I think maybe, maybe every time it was all Japan, all Japan pro wrestling was like the biggest promotion in Japan. They were very, very popular throughout the entire nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
this guy, Giant Baba, who was literally like an Andre the Giant type wrestler, but he was mm-hmm. the owner and the booker. And everybody respected him and loved him. He trained Mitsuhara Misawa to be his like protege and he was going to be in charge. But then Baba died and then Baba's widow was like getting control of the company and they she was trying to like push Misawa out or or like, you know, trying to like take over control. And Misawa was like, fine, I'm just going to leave. And then took all but two guys from the roster and formed Pro Wrestling Noah and it almost oh, killed all Japan. No, yeah. So I could see something like that happening with stardom because a lot of stardom wrestlers are apparently very loyal to this Rossi guy. Mm. Uh, and they're very, very, they want, so like Julia apparently, I've heard already, Scuttlebutt, that she's Scuttlebutt. committed to, that he's going to start a promotion and she's committed already to doing that promotion before she would even go to WWE. Mm. So like, so we could see a mass exodus from stardom. This could be bad for stardom, but uh, yeah. Tony Khan seems optimistic that he's going to get to work with stardom more, which would be cool, but I don't know who's going to be there. But, um, so that was a big, that was a big shooting range thing. Yeah. Also speaking of people getting fired for non Vince McMahon type reasons, uh, Scott Demore fired from TNA wrestling. Yeah. Which sucks. Scott Demore was like the heart and soul of that place. And he did so much to get, he made me like cry at the end of the TNA, mm-hmm. like that first impact that I watched uh, after Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. He came out and did like this whole promo about like TNA and it being bad. And it was like, yeah. it's the most TNA thing in the world to have like momentum and like an amazing roster and like a lot of good stuff going on and then mess it up with like stupid business creative stuff yeah because uh, a lot of people are upset that he's gone and i mean we'll see i don't know they they've th- i've they heard okay thing things going. i've heard okay things about the guy that's replacing him as just like listen he'll being willing to listen to people but it just i just hate corporate entities like losing sight of their product and what they do and just being yeah. like well growth and cheapness and profit uh and it's just very silly and I don't know. Hopefully, th- it's just sad because they had all this momentum, and I was even very excited about TNA. You know, they were they were able to like make the TNA name seem like a a reclaiming of like honor and their roots mm-hmm. instead of like a a joke about tits and ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's very that's hard to do. It took a very long time to rehabilitate them. Yeah. Uh, and they've been solid for a while, but yeah. I, we'll see. I don't know. So hopefully, they can. Hopefully they can do that. Uh, I mean, even Will Ospreay said that he was actually like genuinely considering going to TNA instead of AEW because mm-hmm. he grew up on TNA because apparently TNA was on like free TV in the UK and oh. WWE was like a premium channel thing. So oh. like a lot of people in the UK, like he grew up, TNA was the, the wrestling that he watched. That was like what yeah. inspired him to be a wrestler. Um, anyway, moving on, hopefully, yeah, that's sad. I think I've, I've seen this theory. This is not an original theory, but I would love for Scott Demore to get hired by Tony Khan to run ROH and book oh, ROH. That yeah. would be great because Tony Khan, I think AEW's booking has actually been really strong lately. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of stories going. Um, but ROH is like, you know, it, it's a lot for Tony Khan to be doing like on his own. And I think if you were to have somebody like Scott Demore in charge of it, you could de- turn it into more of a developmental thing. I love ROH. I love its history. But, you know, it, it is a different thing now than it was. Mm-hmm. And so I think you should just turn it into your NXT, you know, like, why not just do yeah. that? You can do it your own way. You can run it more like an indie wrestling promotion and less like a college athlete uh, conditioning center. Yeah. But, um, and that's not an insult to NXT, you know, NXT has been good, but you can insult NXT. I can insult NXT a little bit, but 
But anyway, but it's got the history. You've got the uh, ROH legacy mm-hmm. and history, so it's yeah. not you're starting from nothing. But hopefully that happens. And also, in the shooting range, Bret Hart really <laughs> going in on Vince McMahon. This was great. Yeah, Bret Hart with the face turn, turning He's against the company, turning against Mr. McMahon. Hitman's always been a face. Uh, yeah, came out and said that he he. You know, in light of these allegations against Vince, he thinks of him differently and isn't afraid to say so. And he said he ran into Rita Chatterton at at an event several months ago and apologized to her and said that he believed her now, Mm -hmm. um, which is big. You know, it's big. It's big. Like, I, I think it's much cooler when someone comes out and says, like, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. And I'm mad now because mm-hmm. that's that to me, that's like the most badass thing in the world somebody yeah. can do. Because one, you're showing that you are like self-aware enough and intelligent enough to admit when you're wrong. That's the whole learning and, and growing like, thing. Yeah. And two, now you're like your your anger is justified because it's like you've, yeah. you know, it, it feels it feels deeper and, and just more valid. When somebody's like, you know what? I'm mad for this reason. And also because I was hoodwinked, you know, yeah. <laughs> also because I believed something that wasn't true. Um, it's very lawsuit. human. It's very relatable. It's just it very is. like, uh, I appreciated it a lot. I hope it inspires other people too to be like, to break this kind of like spell. I know people have had good interactions with Vince and owe their careers to him and all this stuff. But like, I think you just got to be not afraid to. Yeah. To, I mean, the thing about Brett, be honest about him, you know, and call it but like, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. Because the thing about Brett is we kind of know he didn't like have him. a yeah. lot of love for Vince anyway, even though at the end of the, the last conversation that I read with Brett Hart, he was a little bit defensive of Vince and like grateful to Vince. And it seems like that's totally gone now. He doesn't respect yeah. him at all. In at the words all. of Eddie Kingston. At all. At all. I think um, it's, you know, a lot of it, I think with Brett was, uh, he, he, as he had admitted, he just didn't want to lose his legacy because Vince had total yeah. control over his entire career, basically. Other than, and even WCW, even his w, yeah. like, even though WCW was like, you know, uh, just a kind of a pin at the end of his career that was maybe best left unremembered a lot of it. <laughs> No offense to him, but it was, uh, uh, you know, even Vince also controlled that because he owned all that footage. I feel like an insult from Bret Hart to Vince is like even more meaningful because mm-hmm. Bret Hart is Bret Hart. He's from the family. Yeah. I'm starting to read um, Martha Hart's book that mm. she wrote about Owen's life and death. And just reading about the Hart family, I'm like, oh, yeah. Bret Hart's dad was a promoter and a mm-hmm. wrestling school teacher. Steve and like, and like Bret Hart understands the business better than anybody. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks you did it in a shitty way. Yeah. So it's kind of like you did then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know 100%. who else would be an expert on it. Like, <laughs> 100%. Bret Hart's one of the most respected wrestlers and like just people involved in wrestling of all time. Yeah, like you can never say he's naive about the business or anything. No, he's very he was literally he's like the it, rock type yeah. guy. He was born into it. Right. You know, same thing. Like they're yeah. they're from wrestling families. I mean the Hart wrestling family is a huge dynasty. That's why there was a thing called the Hart Dynasty. That was the thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I think for him to be this critical of and surprised by the Vince stuff is big. Yeah. Personally. And to just admit that it's like, yeah, that's I mean some people like weirdly protect him. And it's just like, you know, and a, a lot of it's out of fear and I think like almost like a brainwashing because mm-hmm. he's very, he's a very manipulative guy, you know, and yeah. you can see, you can see that in his interactions with people. 
very he can he can he can make you think that he's he's good you yeah. know and that he's like and he's good for you yeah and that's how he became so powerful then uh you know really this whole john laurinitis thing is like very telling of 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 it because it's like why would he be saying that he was like a victim or whatever if he didn't think it was true? Yeah. Anyway, i don't know um no i think it's time for everybody to come out and talk about vince because um quite frankly if you don't your silence is deafening i know it's a cliche but it really is it, mm-hmm. it's really what it feels like to me like it, it i hate to sound like such a like dork but it's the only way i can think to describe this you're feeling like retired i have. and not you know because it's like not when, dependent on a legends contract or yeah anything. he's actually gone anyway so even if you are living off a legends contract it doesn't i mean well and it's also just like even from a wwe's standpoint right now like wwe just kind of stopped pretending he existed but like it's 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 in all like it's tainted everything <laughs> you know and i feel like it's going to do that until you start saying you know no you know not this like we're not gonna yeah let you taint this this is gonna be different you know yeah and every single individual wrestler's brand i think kind of needs that like needs to put that boundary up to be like i don't want to be associated with this man you know you also have to like really do start doing that so you can like continue on with getting rid of like the rot in that company because if you just because a lot of people like even that netflix press event or whatever where they were taught they were asking them about like the all the vince mcmahon stuff their only response is like well he's gone he's gone so it's fine and it's just like that's he's not yeah but that's not how it works and we're all grown-ups so it's like an insult to our intelligence like how do we know this isn't going to continue to happen you know this is like a horrible like you know it's it's crazy to again think that stuff like this was happening in the 2020s yeah because again i don't it's had to have been like literal like i mean well there were literal crimes but like even anyway (laughs) um john you're out get out of here um all right well i feel like we've talked a lot about that Um, yeah i think there'll be plenty of opportunity to talk about it in the future too because i don't think this story is going anywhere yeah um let's do the awards the awards for wrestling. I like that you stuff. make them a different song every single time. It's because I don't remember what I did last time. All right. So, uh, promo of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to go first? No, you yeah. go first. You're okay. listed first on the dock, so you must be the most yeah, important one. Uh, and you're billed first in the title of the show. Anyway. Look, I, we're a team. That lift and we as a team lift me up. All right, so it's uh, I am gonna say promo of the week. I I will say you know I know it was a shambles, but that WrestleMania 40 press event, uh, the main event thing, absolute was shambles. The, I mean, it's just to be no no to talk about it as a shoot. It was uh, <laughs> really well done. It was actually as you described it, sad at first, like up through the point where the Rock was showing everybody the freaking picture of the family tree and just like. Mark Zuckerberg tone deaf style, just explaining to everybody yeah, like, wh- how like this was the so how this was the right thing to do at that and, like, point. Being so condescending. At that point, I really was sitting there like this company is falling apart. Yeah. Like that is literally and what I like, thought. This is what's was, good. Trust us. I was like, this is I, I'm I'm watching an American institution crumble. Is what I thought. And then Cody Rhodes comes out and it just like lit on fire. And part of the reason. So WWE doesn't always like 
pivot stuff. Um, and they did this time. And I was going to talk about it. I, in, in, I'll just talk about it now. So I was also going to put it in with my shock of the week. The Rock turns heel and WrestleMania actually pivots. WWE pivots. They often don't. They have in the past done a little bit of a pivot where like the Daniel Bryan stuff or WrestleMania because the WrestleMania 30 main event was supposed to be Randy Orton versus Batista. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan was just so wildly organically popular. You couldn't deny him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had to change things to insert him into that main event. And uh, there's something where they, uh, you know, is not common. And this time they actually were like, okay, so this is a mess. Like, I think it was a hundred percent a corporate like power struggle creative miscommunications post-merger uh and they just are leaning into it now you know they're letting people react to like the real situation which is like the best kind of wrestling angle where they're like they take the real stuff that's how cm punk became so popular you take the real stuff Mm -hmm. and you do a little kayfabe Uh, that's what eddie kingston does all the time you know and so they're just letting these characters act and react uh, react to things in a realistic understanding uh, in a realistic way that people can understand this is why i always get mad at them for insulting the audience because they like they have people do stupid things and ignore obvious things and it makes them look weird and it makes the audience feel stupid because you're like i see this thing but you're ignoring it because you don't Mm -hmm. think i'm smart enough to pick up on it but now it's like just to have like the rock there to to be like, you're talking about my family when you talk to him. I know normally I'm just like a baby face that's unaffected by most things and I'm sarcastic, mm-hmm. but I'm mad about this. Yeah. And I'm going to now side with him because we're family and I'm upset with you. And even Rollins coming out here, like I they, I didn't like that they kind of still make the Rollins title look shitty. Uh, but I 100% understand his perspective on this and I actually really appreciate it where he's just like, wants Cody Rhodes to face him because he's like, they don't respect that title. They're going to do whatever they want. They don't respect wrestling. Like, we respect wrestling. We respect wrestling mm-hmm. history. This title can be that if we, like, band together and work towards it and build something new. And he's, like, feeling disrespected. And he's, like, trying to get Cody to do it. Like, I understand that mm-hmm. aspect. And I think that's really good. And he's, like, screaming at The Rock. Like, you can't do whatever you want. And The Rock was cursing. I'm just, like, so floored that The Rock is okay with being this evil heel. And not only was he a heel... He was a heel I've never seen The Rock be before. A not like, cool heel? Yeah, well, not <laughs> like, a silly heel. Like, yeah. he was, he's always been, like, the Cody Crybabies thing and whatever. And it's, like, even the Hollywood Rock was, like, great. That was, like, 20 years ago. But he was, like, doing the Rock concerts and doing jokes. He was, like, legit a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, like, my fa- my ancestors, like, my family. Like, he was scary. And cursing him out and being, like just leaning into like being the boss now mm-hmm. and yelling at triple H yeah, to fix it. <laughs> and then having this like corporate thing. I love that triple H and the rocks feud will never end. Um, they're always going to be hating each other and one on each other, but it was just really very well done. I'm not sure exactly where this is going to go. It seems like maybe a tag match. Uh, even I think the, a tag match would be really cool. Yeah. Even the, um, the, like the not the commentators but the people hosting it like uh, the panelists or whatever they had Big E and, and CM Punk there and they were just like uh, CM Punk admitting to that he was like if they were fighting with me I'd have been uh, scratching faces and like yeah we know Punk we know the, <laughs> we know you're ready to fight uh, <laughs> um, but yeah it was like Big E was like so we're we booking a tag match or, but it was great because they were even letting them just like honestly analyze it you know mm-hmm. they weren't making anybody like try to lie or 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 like you know do a, a fake you know the thing. the cm punk thing the cm punk element of that gave the whole night for me this air of like 
I think I think it's the first time I've truly felt like I was in the WWE's alternate reality. Because mm. normally, like, I have the context for, like, a wrestling show. So I'm like, okay, I'm watching a wrestling show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, it's lame that they don't acknowledge this or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, like, with this event, since it wasn't, like, a traditional wrestling show, it was just a weird, I, I, I just felt fully in it in the world Mm -hmm. of like this craziness of like i think it was cm punk just doing the illusions to like beating people up yeah that made me like feel crazy where i was like oh my god like i'm in this weird it's kind of where you want to be though yeah no i know i it's it's a weird like trippy thing where you're like oh my god it's literally like we're in an alternate reality right now see this is the difference between them showing you stuff and telling you stuff yeah 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 like this is you see them be this way. You're seeing the rock change. You're seeing people react to things and be committed and affected by things as opposed mm-hmm. to just like, well, this they usually just like spam tell you what yeah. they want you to believe about it. And it's just like it's hard to get invested mm-hmm. in that or it's harder to get invested in that. And it's like if they really commit, you can, you can they can actually earn the stuff that they say they do all the time, which is tell stories. Yeah. And then you do, do feel not. like you're in this like pseudo reality because it doesn't even feel like a play or like theater at that no, point. It just feels like nothing else like it. If it's yeah. <laughs> hitting on all. So it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, it is. It is more just like being under a spell where you're like, Oh, ah, and you're yeah. like forgetting about the existence of reality, I guess is what, I mean, I was going to say the only thing you could compare it to is like, if people at a, at a debate were able to like be super truthful with each other and say like mm-hmm. crazy shit to each other and that's literally how donald trump got popular <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. um they would do shit like that it's that spell um okay my promo of the week okay yes. so dalton castle this week mm-hmm. all right my boy my Brock fantastic alum. on roh did a very long uh well i'm gonna say all of his promos on that show are my promos of yeah. the week and, like, I watch and, and I'm going to give you I'm going to reveal to you because you wanted to know about Dalton Castle's friend mm-hmm. um, because this also is my shock of the week so this is kind of working together yeah we could just do that um, so sorry I got the wire in the cat's face um, so Dalton Castle was going to have his friend come wrestle Johnny TV because Johnny TV didn't want to wrestle Dalton Castle. I saw him say he doesn't go here. You don't know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like as somebody from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. so it was like this big mystery of who it was going to be. Okay, right? And they come to his dressing room before the match to try and get a word with his friend. Mm-hmm. And it just says Dalton's friend on the dressing room. And then – and and uh. Leah, right? I'm not uh, who interviewers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know Lexi Nair sometimes. Lexi, Lexi, Lexi Nair is on like Collision sometimes. Yes, it's Lexi. Sorry, I always get her name wrong. Um, and like Lexi's like, "Is this a is this a laundry room?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and he calls. He's also been like kind of going insane a little bit. Hasn't and he? Taya Valkyries there with Johnny TV and they're like let's see your friend and, and he calls her a wild you are a wild pig of filth <laughs> um <laughs> and, and so then um we we meet Dalton Castle's friend whose name is Ombre de Pavo Real de Montaña um and he's a bearded man in a mountain outfit who comes down to the ring and the the 
the Johnny TV's like, Dalton, we can tell that's just you. <laughs> and the announcers are like, no, no, this is his friend. And he couldn't have grown a beard that quickly. <laughs> like, and um, But it is. It is Dalton Castle and eventually he takes it off. And then he does a promo against them where he's like, I want to smash your face into a Picasso and uh, points to Ty and goes, I'm going to kick you in the Georgia O'Keefe. And Johnny TV turns to Ty and he's like, see, Georgia O'Keefe was like an impressionist. painter." <laughs> <laughs> see, this is great because this is why you want to watch ROH. And I, I feel bad yeah. that I like, never have time because it's just like no, this Wild was, West. Kind this of. was magical. Um, anyway, so I had to basically reenact that whole thing to make my promo of the week clear what it was. Um, but this was so much fun. They did not wrestle because Johnny TV did not want to wrestle him. And he won't tell him why until next week. Aww. And so Dalton Castle like goes kind of crazy again. And they go in his locker room and it is the laundry room. And he gets in a big laundry machine. <laughs> and, uh, it's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Anyway, that's my promo of the week. That's great. Watch ROH. We love Dalton Castle. We do. We were in the TV club at SUNY Brockport together. Uh, shoot. That's a shoot. It is. Brother. Uh, all right, match so of the week. Match of the week. I did it. I have a tie. And I know we you you, you screamed at me about this. I don't camera. like the ties. You screamed at me. You're, I don't like the ties. I don't think it's fair. Verbally. It's like, what's the point of picking me. one if you're going to pick two? Anyway. So the reason I'm picking two is because they are have different qualities. They're very different types of matches. And I feel like they both excelled at the things that they were doing. In, in very different ways. And they're both on New Japan's uh, The New Beginning in Osaka show. So nobody listening to this probably saw them. But they were, um, but it was a fantastic show. Hot crowd. So we had Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., which is their first match in, like, Japan, in New Japan. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wanted, it's was, it was basically they wanted to be the, the, the best technical wrestler. And Zack Sabre Jr. said Brian Danielson didn't really beat him. Or, you know, he, he had to beat him with a strike. He didn't beat him with a submission. Uh, and so he was like, right, you, you need to beat me. You know, I need another chance. And it was just like a beautifully wrestled match. It Like, I feel like a lot of people don't think that, like, these types of matches, these, like, kind of, like, sport-focused matches don't have story. And it had so much story and character. These two were – it's just the story is that these two guys are have a lot of pride <laughs> – and they're very good at this type of wrestling, and they want to outdo each other. And I bet there's probably an element of realness to that, where they both think that they're better, and they, you know, there's mm-hmm. a real competitive. And Brian Danielson is never better than when he's being a jock dickhead who likes messing with you. There was one point where Brian Danielson had uh, Zack Saber Jr.'s legs, and he was like, "Grab the ropes, grab the ropes." And then Brian and Zack Saber was like, "I don't need the fucking ropes." <laughs> and he's just like, "You grab my." F-. It was just very funny uh, to watch them berate each other but it was just great and then Zack Sabre Jr. did actually win via pinfall mm. which was a big deal he wanted him because I, I really want them to focus on him as a big star going forward in New Japan he's very over and they need him also this is the first I've never heard a Japanese crowd chant this is awesome and mm-hmm. fight forever Aww. which does the chance normally I'm like very over but mm-hmm. to hear the crowd of Japan chant that was incredible uh, I've never ever seen that before uh, so that was fantastic and that was like hold focused like you know wrestling focused wrestling it was like they didn't do any like crazy spots uh they just wrestled really well they had a very simple story uh Mm -hmm. it was long but it was very very good it was 32 minutes and it felt like 15 like it was a very did Mm. not feel like a long match and they they're so both so good at making things 
interesting that you know like you know while they're selling and stuff like that great Mm -hmm. everything was perfect and then the complete opposite was the main event of this show which is will osprey's last new japan match at least for now Mm -hmm. he swears he's going to come back this is like new japan's version of a war games match which is absolutely batshit because they do not ever do stuff like this Mm -hmm. they had a cage not around the ring. The cage was around like the, it was like a barricade, like where the audience would be, you know, uh-huh. and so they had the cage all the way out there. And then it was like war game style that people would like come in every, mm. uh, every once in a while. And, uh, and it was just very, it was just complete. It was over an hour. It was nuts. Crazy spot. They pulled up the ring. People were wrestling on like boards that were like popping up. Oh yeah. I saw the boards um, popping up. And it was like, everybody had like a story. This guy, Francesco Akira, who's this Italian, like junior heavyweight guy. He was been like afraid to wrestle the match. Cause he doesn't wrestle stuff like this. Like mm-hmm. these hardcore matches. Uh, and he was like ups- upset because his tag partner TJP is going to be a heavyweight now. Uh, and so he's afraid. So this is about him like facing his fears. And he was one of the most vicious guys in the match. And then at one point, Will Ospreay, when he's like the last guy in it, he like takes Francesco Akira and, you know, he's just like basically like protecting him. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one left against the war dogs who are these guys are like huge pieces of shit, very easy to hate. And he just like rolls Francesco Akira out of the ring to like keep him safe because they mm. want Osprey. And then he goes off into the sunset. But it was, you know, very well wrestled match. I hope really that Tony Khan was watching this match to see his hot new signee absolutely get fucking destroyed <laughs> for an hour and look absolutely dead. And he's like, so you're coming over here now, yeah. <laughs> but you just did that crazy <laughs> insane match. Yeah. Y- are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine, bro. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, though, I, this, they're very different matches. Yeah. So that's why I'm picking two. I promise I won't do ties every week, but I just couldn't. You know, they both. Yeah. They're just two different opposite ends of the spectrum in wrestling, and it just was very different for New Japan to do a main event like that. So. Yeah. Uh, I picked Nick Nemeth and Matt Cardona. I just thought it was fun. It, it was, was on fun. GCW. Uh, our buddy Ryan Nemeth gets up there, gets involved. Their dad is in the Don crowd. Nem- I think it was Don Nemeth. Don Nemeth. Uh, I could have said anything, but. It's just fun. I just really like GCW, and I'm excited to go. I'm wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. I'm excited to go for Mania Weekend, and uh, yeah, I liked that match a lot. I watched some of the. I, I watched that as well. That was a very fun match. Really great when you can. Like that could have been. I mean, probably happened on Raw and paper like a bunch of times in WWE, and it's like, but if you just put a do a new coat of paint on it, put it in a different place, it's very. Um, it's just like a totally different match and you can you can just make it feel very different. It was funny yeah. that Matt Cardona was like, This should be happening at WrestleMania, not at G C W And then at one point he was like he's trying to make fun of the venue. He's like, This should be happening at like, you know, Madison Square Garden, not the Ukrainian Cultural Center, but as like given the times that feels like more of a dig than it meant to, than you meant it <laughs> as. Uh, um but it was that was a really great match. Yeah, no, that was fun. Outfit of the week. I picked, you know, I feel like this should just be renamed the Seth Rollins Award because I feel like I just always give it to Seth Rollins. But he had like a sparkly little Riddler-looking outfit and his little bows on his shoes, and it it just feels like I didn't see a lot of other stuff that really like inspired me to pick outfit of the week. You know, oh. people have like good outfits, but it's like for outfit of the week, I was I feel like I'm always on the lookout for like something different. Yeah. And uh, you know, he he had that um, 
he had the little sparkly suit and then it was fun the reason why uh, part of the reason why i like it is because he had this like dumb sparkly suit but then he was like really cursing this guy out and getting very legit angry and it's funny that he oh, has yeah. to have this silly suit he had on. great shoes on too he yeah. did have great shoes um which they made fun of yeah roman he's already getting infected with rock disease where he's making like yeah kind of problematic jokes candy ass jokes basically yeah, like, um i picked uh rhea ripley's getup at the WWE press conference mm-hmm. she also had great glam this week generally but at the press conference she rocked a, a big black trench coat mm, and um i really like that on her i think she's done a lot for big black trench coats with her career big black she's, trench coats really have needed a, a big turnaround is, uh. she is doing the work that needed to be done since columbine to rehab the big black yeah trench coat. not since blade and yeah. the Matrix. Right. Have they done? Yeah. So Columbine uh, honestly, between Columbine and the and the you know, the the Matrix reboot, we needed we needed a win mm-hmm. for black trench coats. We did. And, uh, we did. And Rhea Ripley's happy to, and ta- yeah, she's, happy to tell you that. She's gonna she's gonna bring it. Um yeah. So we already did shock of the week. We did. So now we got nerd fantasy booking. So I feel like I've said this already. Do you want to go first? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've said this already, but I, I, I can't remember. And I'm just going to say it again. I want Eddie Kingston to grow his hair long. Long hair, Eddie Kingston. Just imagine that. Same guy, but his hair is just really long. Isn't that funny? That is <laughs> so pretty funny. funny to me. Just long hair, Eddie Kingston. He doesn't change a thing about himself. He's just got hair down to like here. And it's like really well cared for. And he's just got I like, wonder what Eddie Kingston's hair is like. He's got like though. Dalton Castle hair is what I want. Oh, that's what you want him to have. But yeah. I'm wondering what it or is even like, like Seth Rollins, like Roman Reigns' hair. What his hair would look like if like, he grew it out really long. Does he have curly hair? I don't know. He's o- I've never seen him with it longer than like it, like a little tiny bit not buzzed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know what his hair would look. I don't know if it would. Yeah, if he has curly hair or straight hair, I don't know what what it would look like because he always has it buzzed or almost shaved. Eddie, we want to see. Eddie, grow your hair. I don't respect you at all until you grow your hair out. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, mine, can you tell I was ready? Uh, hey, this is how WWE had their back against the wall, you know, with their booking, because they fucked it up so I bad. Want, so now. Okay, this is, this is kind of messed up. Ooh, a messed up one. I want Rhea Ripley to lose. <gasps> to, to who? Nia Jax? Or no, I, d- I don't want Rhea Ripley to lose to Nia Jax, although I do feel like Nia Jax is like, Nia Jax cheating is probably the best way for her to lose because mm-hmm. that doesn't make her look weak necessarily because mm-hmm. Nia Jax is huge. And if mm-hmm. she cheats, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but I just feel like this title run for her has been a little bit weird. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't push her the way that they should have. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were going to um, strap a rocket to her back and they just kind of made her. I mean, she's the type of person that I think has it in her to be like a a women's Roman Reigns almost in a good like way. Becky Lynch. In a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's oh, why no, the Becky. I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. But that, that's why the Becky Lynch thing is, is so exciting. Cause it does feel like they are on that level together. Um, she could be a similar character to Roman Reigns the way that Becky was kind of a similar Yeah. Character just kind of Austin. like a big boss mm-hmm. dominant champion. And I feel like they walked that back so much and wanted to make her like Dom's girlfriend. Yeah, and, they like, made her like silly with Judgment Day. Yeah, like, and I, like, I feel like that is not... I, I feel like Rhea should have been the leader of Judgment Day the way that Roman's the leader of the, 
the leader of the they bloodline. They kind of did that to Roman Reigns, like, too. They act like he's all dominant, but he literally cheats to win almost every match. Yeah. Well, I mean, if but you're he a heel, you're a heel. But more seriously. I, yeah, I think the presentation is just a little off, and I think she could use a reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like getting to do the chase again will give her that momentum to, like, yeah. you know. Motivate her, her. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like she just needs... She needs to get off TV for a little while, I'll be honest, probably, yeah. and like just like get married and maybe maybe she's going to, you know, actually. It's true. Oh, did I just spoil it that she is going to lose the title because she's getting married? Oh, yeah. I wonder if they'll Well, she know. can just she, she she's barely defended that title this whole year. She's like on every other pay-per-view, which I is know. not an indictment of her. But it's just like they don't. So she could easily get married on honeymoon. It's like she's if, if she gets pregnant, that's another thing because then she can't wrestle for that's a while. True. But if she's just getting married, she could just go yeah. on honeymoon and come back. And you probably wouldn't, you know, yeah. you know. Anyway, I love Rhea. I think she has it. Of course. hundred percent. That's what I thought last year when I wanted her to win the title. But I just like without spoiling anything, I just read an advanced copy of a certain wrestler's memoir and it got me thinking about how your career is more than just, you know, one title run and that sometimes the best way to like shake up your career if things aren't going super great is to lose the title so you can get it back again. Wise words from Alicia Fox. Yeah, and I had I hadn't <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I wouldn't have known who you're talking about if I had not just recently watched the 2019 Royal Rumble oh, yeah, again. Oh, you did, yeah. And I was like, who Alicia Fox? And yeah. I was like trying to remember who that was. Anyway, she has a big hat. Um, oh, she did have a big hat. She had a big hat. That was fun. She had a great spot in that. Anyway, that was my thing. I just want Rhea to um, to get back to the basics. Yeah. I feel like she was so great when she was doing the whole like really legitimately scary person thing. Up through when she won that title, it was like all gold. Mm-hmm. And then ironically, when she had the gold, it was like they just immediately stopped yeah they made her like gentler in she, a weird way or and she softer had to, like wrestle uh, natalia which is like you know lots of respect to natalia but mm-hmm. it's just natalia wasn't gonna beat her you yeah. know what i mean like and like they they had to wrestle a lot of people that just you didn't believe mm-hmm. or that were like bigger than her or like strong yeah i don't know it just was it just didn't I don't know. It just wasn't yeah. working this whole year. And they just didn't have her wrestle that much. Like, I mm-hmm. understand maybe, like, swapping people out for pay-per-views and, like, focusing on different people. But she, would like, would go months without being on a pay-per-view. And it was like, why are we doing, like, three pay-per-views in a row with no Rhea Ripley? I don't yeah. understand this. All right. Well. All right. Well, that was. Uh, I think we did all the stuff. Yeah, we did. I think we did a good job. We did How an about awesome you? job. If you, if you thought we did a good job, you know, like and or subscribe uh, and or, you know, just reach out. Yeah, okay, bye. Bye.